Welcome to We're Listening to Podcast, a community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. Everybody, welcome today. We have an amazing honor. We're doing it again. Two guests today. My first um, was honored to have the opportunity to voice the inspiring true story of Modelo. She grew up in a household in BC, Canada that embraced the three principles. It resonated so strongly with her that it helped her share this timely and meaningful work in the community of Modelo. She's an accomplished voiceover artist with a background in state of mind coaching and nursing. She currently resides in the ATL with her kids and furry friends. Risa Ray, everybody. Welcome, Risa. How are you doing? Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm great. Oh, no problem. But that story of Modelo is a true story from beginning to end of how Dr. Roger Mills and the staff, accomplished staff, I'm sorry, um, created this miracle in Modelo in the Homestead Garden Housing Projects, applying the three principles and health realization, as it was formerly known as, approach to a new spiritual psychology. At the same time, it was a study. And that study showed us how a new and different inside out spiritual paradigm, which on surface seems very simple and backwards to possibly work in such overwhelming conditions can actually produce incredible results. This thing changed lives. I also have with us, I, I think it's like David Letterman does. Uh, he needs no introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, the author of Modelo, Jack Pransky. Sir, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. Really happy to be here with you both. Oh, I'm excited to have you, you both here. And I'm going to jump right into it. Uh, <laughs> right into Good. it. I was so deeply moved by the work, the, the story in itself, um, how well it was written, and also how well it was communicated. I'm a reader. I love books. And I just here recently got into to audiobooks, to Audible. And Modelo was one of the, the books I, I, I got. Rissa, you had to know the principles because it wasn't about your words. You conveyed the feeling, right? Like, can you just talk me a little bit into what was your mind and your space like when you got the opportunity to do this project? Oh, I started reading the book myself and I was so overwhelmed by the power of it within the first two or three chapters and I Googled the author <laughs> and I said, uh, dear Jack, <laughs> you don't know me, but um, you know, I grew up with the principles. So hopefully that gives me a little bit of clout. I understand what you're doing here. I said, I would love to voice this book for you. Can I do it? Can I do it pretty please? And Jack was <laughs> more than willing to, to let me give it a shot. I just felt like, you know, it's, it's like going to, I don't know, a new restaurant and, and just loving it so much. You think, oh my gosh, I have to tell everybody I know about this. What a great, you know, dessert yeah. they have or, or ambiance or whatever it is. Like I, I read the first few chapters of Modelo and thought, everybody has to hear this book. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. What a great story and true. Like, I just love the fact that it's true. So that's where I was coming from. I just wanted to, to help get it out there. 
I love that. I love that. Now, you said something very unique, and I haven't heard it many times. Grew up with principles. So your household, tell me a little bit about that. Because usually people are adults when they come into this. You you said, okay, talk to me about that for a quick (laughs) second before we get to Jack. I'm sorry, Jack. (laughs) Oh, this is great. It's a quick story. Um, So my mom and dad met Sid Banks sort of by happenstance. They, they've got a, a funny story about that, but um, they went to a meeting thinking they were going to run into an old friend of my dad's because they saw a flyer with a name on it. And they thought, let's, oh, let's go see if it's that gal that I went to school with. And they go to this meeting, not knowing anything about <laughs> what the meeting was. And it was, wow. it was something to do with the principals. I don't know if it was Sid himself or, or what, but there was something they felt in that meeting that they were just like, I don't know what this was, but gosh, I'm feeling so good right now, like on this crazy high. <laughs> so they just, they went back to another one and just, you know, kept going and, and you know, they have just a, a great story on their own, but this was before I was even born. So I, wow. I was born in Nanaimo, which is where Sid lived at the time. And my parents didn't ever teach me the principles. Like Sid used to say, you can't teach kids like you're not going to sit down and explain what the three principles are, but you yeah. can live it. So yeah. that's pretty much what happened. I knew it was something special about the way you read that doggone book. I knew it. I knew <laughs> I went crazy. Jack, like I said, you don't, you're, you're legendary in a sense. You know, the way you've done your work, the way you've, um, the stories of hope, the other books you've written, um, I've started listening to those as well. And just your heart. Like, tell me just a little bit about, the Modelo project then, what it meant to you and kind of what you see with it now. I will do that. But first I want to say, I am so thrilled that Risa wanted to do this and that, that she had such a beautiful feeling when she read it. Yeah. And it just kept, it, she started with a beautiful feeling and then it just kept getting better as she went along. And I, I was just completely thrilled with that. Couldn't, couldn't have been happier, really, with it. Thanks, Jack. And she's also wonderful to work with. So to your question, I bumped into this serendipitously, if there is such a thing. <laughs> Most people probably know the story that, I mean, I was invited to a seminar that the guidance counselor of my daughter in school knew that I was involved in prevention, and this was a, a seminar on prevention, so she invited me to go as a parent representative. And that's where I first met Roger Mills, because I was listening to him speak. And I had just written a book called Prevention, the Critical Need, about what really worked in the field of prevention. And I had just spent two years of my life researching what worked, and I had never heard of this guy. So <laughs> I was really... Uh, first suspicious <laughs> and and then i was really curious because the results that he had gotten that he said that he had gotten were head and shoulders above anything that i had seen in prevention before and then when he he brought with him uh cynthia stennis and elaine burns from the Modelo project and as soon as they started to speak it just did something to my heart because I just thought, oh my God, what have we been missing? I didn't know what he was doing, but I knew these these people would never turn back. Yeah. Uh, 
Elaine is uh, Thelma in the book, and uh, she uh, she blew me away. And Cynthia is just Cynthia. She's an amazing woman as it is. So um, somewhere along the line, I had the idea that I should um, that I needed to write this story. So I asked Roger Mills if I could do it, and he was very gracious. He invited me down to do it. He introduced me to Lloyd Fields and and Cynthia, and they, and and also uh, Pam Gibson, who was another one of the people that he was working with down there. And between the three of them, I was introduced to everybody who I needed to be introduced to, mm-hmm. and I just decided to um, you know have kind of rambling interviews with them to really get down to what was, uh, you know, what was really in their hearts and minds while they were going through it from before, during, and after. And it all just started to kind of take shape. And I didn't know how I was going to write it. Mm -hmm. But I kind of blew it along the way. There's a story about that in my book, Seduced by Consciousness. And uh, I ran into some problems. We, we got along so great when we were doing the interviews and everything. But uh, I made the mistake of showing them a draft of the book. And I don't think they understood what draft means. <laughs> I was wanting their feedback. They saw it in black and white. They, they took it to heart. Yeah. And, uh, and um, so the whole way that I was writing it had to be redone. And then I rewrote it in a different way and I had to rewrite it again because that didn't work either. And it, it, it evolved over the course of a, of a 10 year period. But the important thing is not about the writing of it. The important thing is that the story itself is like the, it is the prototype for taking the three principles and helping other people gain an understanding of them in low-income communities or in any communities. And, and for a while, this was, was the project that people could look to, and it was the basis for other such projects that were cropping up, and that happened for a while. Mm-hmm. And then along the way roger mills unfortunately died yeah and amy got involved his uh his daughter his daughter i just met her uh, a couple months ago yeah and they they started doing great work in three different communities in the in the south they started getting great results as well mm-hmm. and before that there had been other pro- projects like uh coliseum gardens and some others that that were also phenomenal yeah. But without Modelo, you know, without without Roger showing the way, so to speak. Yeah. And Modelo shows how it was done, how it was done from beginning to end. To end. Oh, yeah. It is definitely a blueprint. Um, and it's still necessary and relevant today. Um, I grew up in an inner city in Birmingham, Alabama. So that book is still relevant and it needs to be more people to hear it today. Like it's still relevant. It's still happening where the conditioning is these things that I, I have around me are, are just normal. So, uh, I love the story. Modelo project has, has, has came out. The story has been told you've won multiple awards for it. Um, it's a known story. 
Go ahead. What do you? I was going to say not multiple. Okay. Basically one. One. Okay. One, one is good enough. It one is win, good. <laughs> it did win the um, Martin Luther King Storytellers Award for the okay, book buddy. best exemplifying. Well, in the, the equation of, in the black community, Martin Luther King Storytelling Award equates to three regular awards. So it's multiple. <laughs> in the black community <laughs> ah, so, yeah so i was just giving you some street cred right there kind of <laughs> like martin luther king is equivalent to regular awards so if you win a martin luther king award it's like you won three awards you know <laughs> okay but no the, the martin well, well the, the reason that, that i was so proud of that is because um it it was called the book best exemplifying dr king's yes. vision of the beloved community yes mm -hmm. yes and that it's so true it, you know it's not the book that did it it's that that's what happened there yeah and um that really warms my heart uh, but the amazing thing to me is it could really happen anywhere anywhere if it could happen there it could happen anywhere uh, <laughs> and Risa, you you found a way to channel all of that <laughs> what he said to the transcription kind of walk me through a few days like walk me through a few days of what what you know waking up you're in your cereal like i'm about to do this i'm about to do yeah, your weedies <laughs> like what's happening as you're getting ready to kind of get on telling this amazing story well i think like as jack said it, it got better as time went on you know, when I started, it was more about, okay, I'm doing an audiobook. This is cool. Yeah. And then as, as I went through it and, and was, I mean, I was reading it to myself at the same time. So I was feeling everything as I was going and I would have to not that often because I'm pretty good at it, but I would have to go back and redo some things because I thought, geez, that didn't come out the way it needed to. Like, this is so powerful. So I would just, it was almost like I was there. You know, I could, I could, I have the whole Modelo community laid out in my brain. I have no idea what it really looks like, but I mean, you know, the porches and <laughs> when yeah. the people are running around and they're, you know, and Pam in a little grocery store. I mean, I've got, you know, it was like I was there and, and I could see the people. And I think that's probably what, what helped me, you know, bring it out so well. Cause I, I was feeling like I was transported to that time and place with those people. Yeah. I didn't really think about it until you asked me the question, but I'm, I'm thinking that that's, that makes sense. There was, there was one point where um, I could feel Risa transition from narrator to feeler of the story. Yeah. <laughs> because I knew she yeah. felt the story. Yeah. As a narrator, it's like a different thing. You're almost like you're almost a step back from the story telling about it. But almost it was like almost at some point Risa stepped into the story. Into the story. Yeah. And she became it. And Jack, that's it was a so very beautiful. good that's a very good observation. So then now because you were writing it for from what Dr. Mills did, when did you go from writing the book to falling in the story don't forget i'm i did the interviews yeah of, okay of the people. gotcha i right. felt it gotcha okay moment of doing the interview okay got it all right you know, there's no way to run away from it you okay. were just there okay gotcha <laughs> all right so and basically I, then those interviews is when it was happening yeah that's that during the interviews 
And that's probably how, during the very first interview. And that's how it was written from that space, which gave Risa the right words to almost transcribe and communicate and feel. So when you wrote it, she felt your writing. Loving circle. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And so it's 2021, Jack, and things are a little different, but still the same. In your opinion, in, in the way you see it, what do we do with Modelo now? How do we duplicate it? How do we, what do we do? Well, it's, it's not actually a duplication. Okay. Because you can't do the same thing. All right. And have that. it come out the same. But what made Modelo special is what can make any community project special. Roger Mills went in with his heart. Mm -hmm. You know, he, first of all, he lived it himself. Yeah. And he didn't try to force it on anybody. Or maybe he did it first, but, but he quickly learned <laughs> that that was not a good idea. <laughs> and that, so, so he caught on to that very quickly. By the time he actually got the grant, he knew that it had to come from the people. And that's another, I mean, any community organizer knows that. Yeah. It has to come from the people. And I was trained as a community organizer myself, and Roger Mills was also. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like that's what inside out means. But that's uh, not really what inside out means. Uh, you go, going deeper into the inside means it starts in our hearts and in our minds. So the, 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 just the mere fact that everybody thinks, you know, yeah. and, 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 you know, when we think out of our low moods uh, that we tend to see as reality at the time that we're having them, and just recognizing that, this is one of the first things they realize, just recognizing that they didn't have to believe what was happening in their low moods. Mm -hmm. You know, just that changes so many things. Like how many fights get smoothed out Mm -hmm. You know, when you don't, when you know that you don't have to take your thinking seriously. And even more important than that, just knowing that nobody's damaged, yeah. you know, in, in no matter what has happened to them, there's something that can never be stomped out. That, that, they're, that everything that they're looking for in life, people already have. I mean, how powerful is that, especially when you grow up in circumstances where you get messages all the time, like you're worthless and, you know, oh, yeah. you, you know, you have to do anything you can do to take care of yourself. And yeah, this is audio, so people won't see me point, but I got a, a saying wrote here on my wall, you're not broken. Mm -hmm. Because I made decisions for a long period, not thinking I would make it to 18 because there wasn't many examples around it. I made a couple reckless decisions thinking, well, I mean, you know, that those years aren't going to be afforded to me anyway. So live it to the fullest, so to speak. Man, it took years to kind of shake those. Mm -hmm. And I remember my aunts being the ones to do it for me to always tell me there was a possibility or to tell me kind of similar to the ladies in the story, being the voice, knowing they need to say it for everybody to hear it because that's how we relate. Um, yeah, and, and you know, when it, when it really took off there, 
was yeah. after the first year when they trained the Medela women to not only deal with other women in the Medello project, but also going into Homestead Gardens and teaching other, I don't even like to use the word teaching because it was just, you know, sharing, sharing. what they saw yeah. for themselves that changed their lives. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, what's this? People who we knew who were like alcoholics, drug addicts, uh, you know, like getting into trouble all the time. And now they're changed. What is this? Yeah. You know, so that opened a lot of people's eyes. Oh, it's, it's very, uh, very much. So I was just talking to Derek Mason from Beyond Recovery in the UK. And he came about through the principles through prison. Yeah. And he talks about now going back in, how they go, wait, we know you. You changed? Like, yeah, I know Derek. He's going to have a big impact on people. Yeah, I, I love Derek. Oh, my yeah. God. So what, what are we doing with the project now? Is Luckily for, for us, so Risa made it come to life on the audiobook. Okay. I see one step beyond this. And the step beyond this is um, that I've been working on this for quite a while, but it keeps getting put on the shelf. I want to turn this into either a movie or a TV miniseries or something because that's where it will really have an impact on people. Okay. You know, it will just expand the audience like immeasurably. Absolutely. Now, I've gotten to the point where I've taken the screenplay as far as it can go. I, I have not, um, I had never wrote a screenplay before. I apparently wasn't that good at it. I mean, it does have it does have some really good parts. I can vouch for that. Uh, mostly the parts I lifted right from the book, but <laughs> um, but so I'm I'm looking for a co-screenwriter, and I think it would be a wonderful thing for that co-screenwriter to be African American, especially an African American female, if possible, because because. As you were saying, Rob, it, it's like from from living the experience, you bring a certain thing to it that I, as a white person, can only go so far with, you know. Mm. And so I think that kind of a collaboration would really uh, make it come alive. So uh, if anybody listening out there has any connections to <laughs> yeah. any uh, African-American <laughs> screenwriters or knows anybody who might know of anybody, yeah. um, please let me know. Speak a little bit about what a partnership means. Like when you say you're looking to partner with what that actually would look like from the way you see it now. Yes. A partnership okay. to me in, in the screenwriting is we write it equally. Like okay. we are co-authors. I have, I have taken my shot, and now I'm wondering what would happen if somebody else took this and molded it the way they see it, and then we start working together on it collaboratively so that it comes out in a way that we are both uh, as, as uh, happy with it as we were with the book. Other than that, um, if the whole world was listening, Take a few moments and tell them what you'll say. So, Rissa, we'll start with you. 
the whole world's listening, what is it that you would like to share with us? The way that I began this journey with Modelo and Jack and, and the passion I felt for it, you know, wanting to share it with the world, I think if, if you can get a copy, listen, read, whatever method you prefer, share it with 10 people, you know, just spread this story and spread the love. And I mean, it is life-changing for the better in, in all in all facets and all over the world, people are struggling in the same way. And it's just, it's so powerful. I'm like tearing up now because that's how powerful it is. You know, you just, you want everyone to hear about it. The world's listening, Jack Bransky. What is it, sir, you would like to say? Um, what I would really like to say, three principles community out there, what I really want to say to you is, we need more community projects like this. They kind of got lost in the shuffle. You know, people started focusing on business, which they should. People started focusing on coaching, which they should with individuals. Other things, but let's not lose where the real, real power of this could be. And that is in transforming, uh, helping to transform low-income communities where so much is needed. And that would bring it back to its, its true power to change the world. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind. Have the day you deserve.